Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am your host, Chip Hazard. Good evening. My name is Talon Williams, and welcome to another edition of The Hauntings Of, and today, we're going to talk about the state of Florida. Chip, how do you feel about the state of Florida? Uh, you know, I've been there a couple of times. Um, not my favorite place in the world. Probably, probably one of the least favorite places I've ever been. Any particular reason why? Uh, the heat? Exhaustion. No, I'm from Texas. <laughs> the heat don't bother me. Yeah, but that yeah, but uh, that's like dry heat, right? Well, I guess the reason I despise the state of Florida so much is because it it, it becomes one of those situations. Everybody that I know, mm-hmm. everybody is like, "Oh, Florida's the best place on earth. Florida's the best place on earth. Florida's the best place on earth." And we got to go to we got to go to Panama. And we got to go to Disney World, and we got to go to this beach, and we got to go to that beach. To hell with the state. <laughs> so you don't like the state of Florida because so many people like the state of Florida. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so it, it becomes one of those why I don't like the Dallas Cowboys, why I don't like the New England Patriots, oh, why I don't like because Alabama it, Crimson Tide. So it's like you're supposed to like it, and therefore people try to force you. Yes. Kind of like. Kind of like vegetables as a kid. If you're also, forced to eat them, you won't eat them as an adult. Okay, I get it. Also, why I am learning to not like Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs. Because it's the cool thing to do. Right. I've been to Florida. I've been to Universal Studios. I've been to right. Panama. I, I personally think of all the places in Florida, Panama's the worst. Oh, shit. Uh, I would I would much rather go. It, it's a little busier, but uh, Daytona Beach is a whole lot prettier uh, and nicer because yeah, it's the ocean and not the Gulf, pretty much. Well, I mean, I, I so as I was born in Galveston and I grew up in the Gulf, right? Essentially, so. But, but now the chips had his rent for today, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go on to the. Uh, you asked. I me asked. A right. I, I just. I, I just had the assumption that it wouldn't go on. You know, a tirade. I was just expecting. You know, it was like, oh, it's okay. And next thing you know, it's like, fuck Florida. It's like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> Let's wait a second. <laughs> I didn't use those, that word. <laughs> I'm Thank I was paraphrasing. I apologize. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, haunted places in Florida, Bubba. Do you got the first one? Yeah, man. Well, uh, first of all, I want to talk about the uh, the Apollo One launch complex, uh, and that's in Cape Ca- Cape Canaveral. There you go. Um, so back in the day, Complex Thirty Four was designed to be one of NASA's largest and most prominent launch pads. Right. However, in nineteen sixty seven, three astronauts died in a cabin fire, and the launch pad was closed down permanently. Okay, which uh, should happen, right? Yeah, well, this isn't the only time that something like that has happened, but okay. Uh, what remains stands as a memorial to those fallen. Uh, you can actually visit the launch pad as part of a special tour operated by the Kennedy Space Center. Okay. While you're there, if you're lucky, you might experience some of the paranormal activity that has been reported. Many visitors describe having an overwhelming sense of dread upon approaching the launch pad, while others claim to have heard disembodied screams. And those are the only circumstances that are quote-unquote paranormal that wrap around the Apollo 1 launch complex. Right. Well, the the feeling of dread, I mean, let's let's be completely honest. If you go to a funeral home, 
But if you go to a funeral home, you feel that same sense of dread, you know, but you also feel a sense of mourning as well. Right. Whenever you go into it. So I guess the one kind of balances out the other one. But pure dread, I guess, is what these people are referring to in terms of, you know, walking up to the launch pad and the disembodied screams, you know, could you hear them? I don't know. I've never been there, so I couldn't tell you if they're if the if the screams are audible or not. Right. So, um, but yeah, that is you know, and with space being kind of a big thing, you know, because they got the space space the final frontier exactly. Um, <laughs> kind of like kind of bringing it up, and because Florida was really big about that, you know. Uh, so and because I think yeah, because NASA's main headquarters is in Houston. Correct. All right. So that's that's why you always hear Houston. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Right. It's not it's not uh, Florida. We have a, or Cape Canaveral. We have a problem or something. Right. Yeah, uh, anyway, it's, it's Houston. We have a problem. All right. Uh, so we're gonna jump on to the very next one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I, I I'm gonna butcher this, and ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. I want to say it's uh, pronounced the Vinoy. Vinoy Renaissance. There you go, Vinoy Renaissance, and this is in Saint Petersburg, Florida. Now, the Vinoy Renaissance Hotel was built in 1925. To serve as a seasonal hotel upon up to open from December to March, it was a popular hangout for many celebrities of the time, including Babe Ruth, James Stewart, Herbert Hoover, and Calvin Coolidge. Nice. Today, this historical hotel is filled with modern and modern amenities and luxuries. And if the stories are to be, are to be believed, there are a few ghosts in the hotel. There does not seem to be any ill will on the part of the ghostly guests, but several of them are known to be tricksters. It says some of the most commonly reported unexplained occurrences include lights flickering off and on, toilets flushing on their own of their own accord, and phantom footsteps. Guests have also reported seeing a semi-transparent man and even feeling like they are being held down in bed as they sleep. Staff say that the old wing of the hotel is by far the most haunted area of the building, and this is where most of the paranormal activity takes place. Okay. Now, if they're tricksters, normally it's like, hey, lights flickering off and off. Hey, we're here to scare you. Woo. You know, stuff like that. And then the water, the flushing by himself and the phantom footsteps. Right. Um, <clears throat> now, the semi-transparent man, and it says, even feeling that they're being held down on the bed when they sleep, that could be sleep paralysis. And, and that is a that is a real thing, you know. Um, I think I had it at one point. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, that feeling. No, seriously, because you get that feeling that he said. Having, I think I had it at one point, but I'm not sure. You know, it's the feel. It's the feeling of you're trying to wake up, but you can't wake up, type of thing. And yeah. you feel like you can't move, and you're trying to wake up, so you just take that deep breath, and you wake up or whatever it was. It was a weird feeling. I'm never eating asparagus before I go to sleep again. Um, oh, man, I love asparagus. I love me if some asparagus, too, but I can't eat. If it's cooked right. It has to be cooked right. Uh, marinated or not marinated? It depends on what the marinade is. Uh, it, it would depend on what the marinade is, but it's also... Um, you don't want to cook it too man, it's, long it's because be, it gets man, chewy almost. Oh, man. I like it when it's just a little crispy, a little crunchy. Um, I love it crunchy. I don't like it chewy. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want to uh, bite into it and feel like I'm trying to rip the asparagus Part. You know I've what I'm never saying? had asparagus where it's done like that. Oh God, don't That's uh, somebody. That, don't go to um, God. What's the name of that restaurant? Uh, it's down so, in Florida. If it's so, okay. <laughs> don't eat asparagus from a buffet. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, That's but nice. yeah. Ooh. I don't know how the hell we got off on this. All right, you got the next one. Go ahead. All right. Next up is Coral Gables Biltmore Hotel in Coral Gables, Florida. That's just right outside the University of Miami. Yep. Uh, so the Coral Gables Biltmore Hotel in Florida is a Mediterranean mansion 
hotel with fountains, terraces, and columned loggias. <clears throat> it has long been a favorite haunt of celebrities and dignitaries as well as the general public. Hmm. Uh, so, it is also a favorite of long dead guests who have chosen to return to spend eternity at the hotel they loved so well in life. Interesting. One of the spirits that was said to haunt this <clears throat> 1926 hotel is that of mobster Fatty Walsh. Hmm. So Fatty Walsh was killed at the hotel in the midst of a gambling dispute. Ever the gentleman, he is said to open the doors for the waitresses as they carry their trays in and out of the restaurant. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. He has also been known to write messages on mirrors, steal lampshades, turn off lights, and play with the elevator button, sending guests to the wrong floors. Sounds to me like Fatty Walsh was a little bit of a prankster in and of itself. Uh, huh. uh, sounds like it. There have also been reports of a woman in white. Why is it always a woman in white? It's always, it's a, always woman a woman in white. In white. <laughs> yeah. She is believed to be the spirit of a woman who jumped out of the tower, although her reason for doing so are not known. There's also a there's also been seen a waltzing couple dancing across the floor before vanishing abruptly. Mm -hmm. So, why not book your next day <laughs> at the Haunted Coral Gables Biltmore Hotel, one of the most haunted hotels in the state of Florida. And where can they go to uh, make these reservations, Chip? Oh, they could probably do that at hauntedrooms.com. There you go. There we uh, go. Now, going back to this, though, um, it says that the lady in white says it's believed to be a spirit who jumped off the town. Now, was this suicide or was this murder? There's a there's a good question because there's because there's a lot that, of mystery is, surrounding yeah. that. I mean, that's something I would be very much interested in trying to find out. That's that's something very different. And the couple waltzing, like people, I don't know like how far back waltzing goes as far as like what the 1940s. Oh, uh, waltz dancing! I think that goes back to the 20s. To the, go, does it go back to the further. 20s? Hmm. Yeah, I've never seen. I mean, I've seen it on, like, Dancing with the Stars a couple times. Yeah, but, they talk you know. about it on there all the time. Right. Um, all right, so we're going to go from Florida. To, uh, we're going to go from Miami to St. Augustine. We're going to talk about Casa Monica Hotel in St. Augustine. Now, it was built back in 1888 by architects William W. Smith. I'm sorry, Franklin William Smith. And 10 months after the grand opening, Henry Flagler... The founder of Standard Oil purchased the hotel and then renamed it Cordova. Under Flag Flagger, let's see, it's, 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 in this sentence it says Flagler, in this one it says Flagger. Either, either way, I'll just say it. According to Henry, I'll just say Henry. Under yeah. Henry's ownership, the hotel experienced a boom period, especially when the bridge was built connecting it to the nearby Alcazar. I want to say that's how it's pronounced. Alcazar known now as the Leitner Museum. However, uh, Flagner abandoned the hotel when the stock market crashed in 1932. And in 1945, the connecting bridge was torn down. Okay. Throughout the 60s and 70s, the building was used as a county courthouse. It wasn't until the mid-90s that Richard C. Kessler purchased the building and invested $1.2 million to restore it to its former glory and reopen it as Casa Monica once again. Right. As you can see, the hotel 
has, and there's a, there's normally a picture that accompanies it with it. Um, but I've seen the picture before, so I know what it looks like. And if you want to see the picture, <laughs> also go to hauntedrooms.com. Uh, it says that, as you can see, the hotel is has had a colorful past, right? Add this to the fact that the entire St. Augustine area seems just just pelted with paranormal activity, and you get the perfect setting from these haunt from from this haunted uh, hotel. The haunt the hotel itself does not freely admit to being haunted, but the staff and guests and even some paranormal investigators will tell you otherwise. The fourth floor is said to be the most haunted area of the hotel, and some staff actually point blank refuse to clean any of the rooms on the fourth floor. Oh wow. So if you ever go there, be sure you ask to stay on the fourth floor if you really want. Problem is they don't give any um they don't give any stories of you know tales of why. Like what do you see on the fourth floor? Is it just a feeling you get? Is it does it look creepy? Was it not kept up to date over the years? Like Where's the disconnect? Because right. if, 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 I'm pretty sure that if this guy put in 1.2 million dollars to restore it to its former glory, you would think that you know <laughs> the fourth floor would look a little bit, you know, unless it's like some like shining type ship or something like that. You know what I mean? It, it, it so, could be that. It could be that too. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna go on to the you next know, one. like those two little kids on the. Oh yeah. The, the Come bicycle. play with us. Yeah. Uh, Forever. <laughs> anyway, uh, so so next up, we're going to talk about the Riddle House in West Palm Beach. Right. All right. So the Riddle House is an Edwardian style house that was built back in 1905 in West Palm Beach. Okay. But it was moved to Yesteryear Village at a later date. Okay. So originally, it served as a funeral par- parlor until it was bought by Carl Riddle in the 1920s to service his private residence. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm not sure that I want to live in a funeral parlor. Right. Uh, now, again, to which is on. Well, I'm not a believer in the paranormal. Okay. Right. But the fact that there have been dead bodies, <laughs> right, in this house, yeah, multiple, multiple dead bodies, right, in this house, creepy, isn't it? <laughs> it's just not something that I particularly would want to do, right? So, I agree. Uh, so it is said to be one of the most haunted places in Florida. And one of the most active spirits there is a man named Joseph, who used to work for the Riddles. Okay. Joseph hung himself in the attic rather than facing his money worries, and he is now said to inhibit this attic. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a particular dislike for men and has been known to attack any who enter what he now regards as his domain. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well... I bought the house by guys, my domain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I mean, but it says here he says he hung himself in the attic rather than facing his money worries. So I'm, he, he, he I'm assuming have, maybe he was behind on his bills, or maybe man, he owed he, a or maybe he, he owed a gambling debt, or maybe he was in over his head on something. Man, he probably owed he owed old Sharky yeah. you know, a couple of bills. Hey, hold on. What, what was the guy's name in the previous in one of the previous ones? Uh, maybe he owed old Fatsy, uh, oh, Fatsy, Fatsy Walsh, Walsh uh, yeah, a, a pretty, be. pretty, 
uh, hefty price, maybe. Um, but it says his, he has a particular dislike for men. So, you know, did the, did the riddles, did Carl Riddle treat him badly, maybe? That maybe he it's had very a dis, possible. dislike for men? You yeah, know? it's very possible that, that Mr. Riddle treated him uh, poorly. Uh, it's, it's very possible that, you know, his money worries could be because of a man. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe because of Mr. Riddle. It's very possible. You know, I mean, because it, it said that it says it says he used to work for the riddles. So if he used to work for the riddles, could he not say, "Hey, um, is there any way you guys can, you know, like maybe get me a couple extra bucks? You know, I got I got this money issue. Maybe you can help me out, or or what if he owed money to the riddles themselves? You know, maybe what maybe that was. I don't know. Um, that's interesting. I'm definitely gonna have to look up the riddle house on that one. That yeah, yeah. Interesting. All right, so <clears throat> we're gonna go on to the next one. Uno momento. <clears throat> Excuse me. I hate this time of year. Anyway, so we're going to talk about the Cuban Club, and this is in Yarborough City. I want, yep. to, say, I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm pronouncing that. That, that is correct. Yarborough City. Um, it says that the Cuban Club was built in 1917, following the uh, following the migration of a large number of Cubans into the United States. It says there has actually been a clubhouse there in the past, but it was destroyed by a fire in 1916, which is why the members decided to start planning its bigger, better replacement. This new building, which has always got to be bigger and better. Like, why can't it just be the same size and still be better? You know what I mean? Anyway, it says that the new building, which can be seen today as a neoclassical design, and when it first opened, it featured a pharmacy, a ballroom, a cantina, a library, a two-story theater, a gymnasium, bowling alleys, and a swimming pool. Hold on. So this one was pretty much a what what we what people today would call a multi venue, you know? Because yeah, for example, like and we got one coming to Chattanooga. By the time this episode is released to the public, it may already be open. But we got a Dave and Buster's in Chattanooga, and there's Dave and Buster's a lot of other places. I too. wouldn't call Dave and Buster's a multi venue. Well, the reason why I say that is because you can you can eat, you can you know. Well, yeah, you're right, Dave and Buster's. Let's say, like, there's places where you can play pool, play arcade games, go bowling, eat something, multitude where it's just not one particular thing. You see right, what I'm saying? Right, That's yeah. what I mean by multi-venue. No, 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 yeah. It's more than one particular thing. Um, so, I guess David Busters would be considered a multi-venue because it is, they got the gaming, they got the uh, sports bar, and they got the rest. Yeah, so that would be considered it. But I don't think they got the pool tables. Though. They need, David Busters need the pool know. tables. They, they should. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back, back to, back to <coughs> the Cuban Club. It says that the fortunes of the club went downhill in the 60s when membership dropped to an all-time low, but in 1992, the Cuban Club Foundation was formed to save and restore the building. Okay. The Cuban Club is not is not only one of the most haunted places in Florida, but some say it is among the most haunted places in the entire world. Okay. There have been at least two confirmed deaths within the building dating back all the way to, ni- to the 1920s. Hold it on, is time out. Only two? Well, it says. I can think of places where more people. Did have... I did I say only? If I yeah. said if I said only, I apologize. It says there have been at least two confirmed deaths within the building, okay. dating back as far as the 1920s. It says that it is believed that an actor actually committed suicide on stage, and a member of the board was found murdered, gunshot to the face, in the boardroom after a argument with another member. Both of these men were known to, or have been known to haunt the building, but they are certainly not the only ones. Okay. There have also been reports of a woman in white. Of course. 
woman in white wearing red heels. At least she had some color. At least she had some color to her, yeah. Wearing red heels who climbs up and down the stairs and who can be heard wailing sometimes. Okay. There is a piano that plays by itself. Okay. And orbs of light are common in the club. Perhaps the most notorious of all of the ghosts at the Cuban club is that of a young boy. He's believed to be the ghost of an eight-year-old boy who drowned in the small pool in the cantina. He's without a doubt the most active in the venue, as in voices, shapes, moving balls from set to set, um, pushing doors open, etc. Why not pay a visit to the Cuban Club and check it out for yourself? You can do that at hauntedrooms.com. Um, yeah, yeah, with all the things, obviously, the little boy freaks me out, you know, because right. I'm always like, like, ah, you know, kids, you know, dying too young. That, that shit scares the shit out of me. Um, well, and that just goes also, back to the saying of, you know, only the good die young. Yeah, and that, that's sad. Um, but then there's also the, um, you know, the woman in white with the red heels, at least, you know. But then you go, she's going, she walks up and down the stairs wailing. Why is she wailing? Why is she so upset? Why is she crying? Did, was, did. Maybe, maybe she's walking up and down the steps because somebody pushed her down them some. Maybe, maybe, however, maybe there's also, it maybe might have to do with the man who committed suicide. Was she, was he a lover or the man that was murdered? Was he her lover? You it could have been. Is there a possibility with that? Yeah. So, all right. We're going to go on to the next one. Yep. Also uh, in St. Augustine. Apparently, yep. St. Augustine has a whole lot of haunted places. So. Yeah. Well, from from my research, it, it, most of the haunted places that I came across were from St. Augustine. And yeah. I didn't want to pick too many of them. <laughs> right. Uh, so, I spread, it, I spread the love about a <laughs> right. little bit. Right. Uh, so... We're going to talk about St. Augustine Lighthouse, again, in St. Augustine, uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. So, the uh, the St. Augustine Lighthouse stands at the north end of Anastasia Island. Right. And is open to the public with all admission fees going to the Lighthouse Fund program. It was originally built in 1824. It was privately owned by Dr. Alan Ballard before he sold it to the government in 1865. Mm. I'm assuming for, you know, so that the uh, military ships could probably see it in the passing distance, maybe. Because yeah. um, it is, I'm assuming the lighthouses were meant to be seen from a faraway distance due to fog and they are, things yeah, like that. They're, they're meant, so w- the purpose of a lighthouse is to keep ships from running ashore. Right. Um, that makes so, sense. Uh, so it is said that the state offered him Far less than the true value, and when he refused, they simply said, "Well, if you don't sell it to us, we're going to take it from you." Ah! So he was outraged and vowed never to leave the lighthouse. Some believe that this may be exactly what Ballard did, since he is often cited wandering the property. Mm-hmm. Ballard certainly isn't the only lighthouse keeper that seems to have decided to stick around. There have also been reports of the spirit of Peter Rosmussen. And I'm not positive I'm saying that correctly, but it's R-A-S-M-U-S-S-E-N. I think you said it correct. Rosmussen or Rasmussen. Something like that. So um, there have been reports of seeing him wandering around the lighthouse, usually accompanied by the smell of cigar smoke. Mm. Another lighthouse keeper, Joseph Andreu, is also said to haunt the lighthouse and can be heard on the stairs. 
he passed away after falling from the tower while painting it. Okay. There are also reports that the daughter... Well, I'm sorry, the daughters of another keeper... Uh, and I'm going to I'm gonna butcher this name. Hezekiah Pity? That's right. Hezekiah. Uh, Haunting place. The 13 and the 15-year-old girl drowned when the cart that they were playing with was swept out to sea. Mm. With so many spirits seen at the lighthouse, it is no surprise that it is considered to be one of, if not, the most haunted place in the state of Florida. Yeah, and um, we, we, we talked about it um, a little bit earlier, that St. Augustine, <clears throat> and, and you know, we've had a lot of people, and we know of people, I think, uh, I, think our buddy, uh, I think our buddy Mitch and his wife got married in St. Augustine. On the beach, and yes. uh, he was even talking about how man, man, it was just a weird town to be in. And there's so many places um, in St. Augustine, <coughs> that are considered, you know, excuse me, very, very haunted places. And we've talked about, you know, the Casa Monica Hotel, and um, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's another one here. No, nah, I'm looking at another one here. We are talking right. about that one a minute ago. Um, but there is one from uh, it's up, uh, and believe it or not, you wouldn't think that this place would be haunted, but it's a quality inn. I'll tell you about this one. Okay. Uh, it's Quality Inn, and it, it is actually in Crestview, Florida. It says that the Quality Inn, formerly the Jameson Inn, is a relatively new hotel having only been built in the year 2000. However, people claim that it is that it has it was haunted from the very beginning. A number of guests have reported seeing a male apparition hanging from the elevators, hanging around the elevators, I'm sorry, acting impatient like he is in a hurry to get somewhere and then by the time like you'd hit they hit the button you come on the elevator and the, they look and the man's nowhere to be found oh so he just disappears pretty much just disappeared okay. out of nowhere however this is not the only spirit at this particular uh, quality well inn. of course it's not there have been other far more unfortunate guests who have gotten quite a scare in the middle of the night a handful of male guests claim to have woken up only to discover bloody drenched a bloody drenched headless woman next to their bedside. She then slowly gets out of the bed and walks around the room, entering the very next room via the wall. It is not known which room this occurs in or if it is always the same room, so anyone staying at the Jameson Inn or now Quality Inn will simply need to just take their chances. Um I don't know a, a bloody drenched headless woman in their bed. Yeah, that, this is some Godfather shit. Like, no. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that the horse head? <laughs> it's like the like bed? the horse head in the bed thing. Yeah. yeah, that's that. That sounds like some shit that you would see on like the Grudge movies or something like that. Like that's see to me that's a little bit too that's a little bit far fetched compared to a lot of other stories that we've heard. This right. one's a little bit more like. Because, again, it was only built in the year 2000, so it's only been around 20 years. Yeah. So, you know, unless people specifically I made it to I got a pair of shoes it, older than that building. Right. So, in order... <laughs> bro, I'm, I'm currently wearing shoes that are well, ugly as hell, but still, uh, <laughs> I think it was a little bit more. I um, mean, if they're comfortable, they're comfortable. Exactly. Um, and see, I think you got the next one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I wanted to talk about the, the, the Laos Don Cesar in St... St. Peach. The Don Cesar Hotel. Laos Don Cesar Hotel. Even, man, if y'all seen this face talent just made, I can't even talk right. The Don Cesar Hotel. We, hey, we don't need three minutes of laughing to oh, say the no. Would You Rather episode. We need to get another one in, though, but oh, still. Man. 
All right, so it's the Laos Don Cesar in St. Pete Beach. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is an iconic site. It is known affectionately as the Pink Castle, thanks to its distinctive pink facade and central tower. Mm-hmm. It was built by Thomas Rowe in the 1920s at the height of the jazz era. Right. Uh, now, I've, I've recently... Got a, gotten into jazz music. Oh yeah. Uh, so th- that's why this kind of <clears throat> you you know there's, a, there's stuck out. Yeah, to there's an XM radio station. I don't know if you uh, I say XM serious XM. Sorry. Uh, it's all jazz all the time. It's like it's it's the, it's, I, it's a BB King one, but uh, it's I think it's the one after BB King. It's like light jazz and stuff. Uh-huh. It's like lounge jazz. It's a really okay. really good one. I it's, canceled, it's something that you listen to. You know? I canceled my Sirius XM subscription. Oh okay. So so you'll probably need some. Uh, well, you you probably do all your stuff via Spotify now. Right? Uh, Spotify I use, I use Amazon Music. Amazon yeah. Music. Okay. So uh, I mean, it would just for me, it ended up being a, a much better idea because I can Bluetooth my phone to my car. Right. Um, and it was twenty four dollars a month for Sirius XM or seven ninety nine a month for Amazon Music. Oh wow! Thank you. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a little bit better of a, of a deal, probably. You know, and then I got all my podcasts and everything like that. Right. So I just go that route. But it is said that the original owner, the original owner, and his forbidden lover Lucinda, still haunt the hotel to this day. Mm-hmm. Thomas is often seen walking the grounds dressed in a white suit and a Panama hat. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's accompanied by a raven-haired woman believed to be his Lucinda. Ooh. Guests and staff alike have also described a variety of other activity, which is said to be the work of spirits left over from the 1940s when the hotel was used as a VA hospital. Mm. There have been reports of patients and nurses haunting the building. When you say VA hospital, that's veterans. Uh, yes. So the chances are there could be some dying heroes, some dying soldiers that could water, you know, walk around this hotel. Right. Um, yeah. The Don Cesar Hotel was actually something that I heard in a, in a comedy bit by Ron White did because he said that when he goes to uh, St. Pete Beach, that's normally where they stay, and he was talking about how his dogs always go with him and stuff. It says that they, they have a... They have a uh, they, they have rooms for their pets. Like, you yeah. bring your pets and stuff like that. You know, and they asked me, it's like, hey, well, what kind of what kind of water would your dog like? Uh, clear? <laughs> right. Hell, put it in the toilet, he'll freak, you know. Oh, wait, that was Bill Engvall that said that. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said that. Right. <laughs> I, I listen to so many different stand-up comedians, you gotta forgive me, you know. Uh, he, he just listens to everything. I do. Um, um, one more that I want to talk about, and we can, I think you got another one too. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this name and I apologize. I think it's called the Moreros. Moreros Guest Mansion. This is in Key West, Florida. Yeah. Uh, so the Moreros Guest Mansion is a beautiful Victorian-style bed and breakfast in Key West, Florida. Oh, Key West. Built by Francisco uh, Morero in an attempt to convince his love, um, Enriquea. Enriquea? Sure. To move to his to move to the island with him. She eventually agreed, and the pair and the pair married and had eight children. Jeez. Yeah. However, after his death, Enriquea learned that Francisco had a previous wife who forced her and her children out of the house. Perhaps this is why her spirit remains in the house, angry that she was pushed out of the house. She tends to remain in room 18 most of the time, but it is said that when she dislikes a particular guest, 
She will swing the chandeliers back and forth to demonstrate her displeasure. Other than that, she is fairly benevolent and will simply appear or disappear in her room, leaving a scent of lavender perfume behind her. Huh. <laughs> so, so we, we, we learned that Mr. Mr. Uh, Marrero is a two-timing backstabbing piece of shit. Uh, and, Basically. you know, had a wife, eight kids, and then had a previous wife and kids who totally just left her, blah, blah, blah. Um... Yeah, you don't want to be around an angry spirit, you think. You know, because it's no. like, hey, I had nothing to do with your past life. Hey, you had nothing to do with me. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but you look like someone who would cheat on somebody. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm swinging this chandelier back and forth. The see you up there? Get, get me the hell out of here. Right. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to go. No, I wouldn't want to go to this place. I wouldn't no. want. Not, not doing it. Nope. <laughs> not going to do it. All right, Bubba, you got uh, the next one? Yep. Yeah, last up. No, no, no. I got oh, you got one? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we already talked about that one. <clears throat> the, the, Vin, the Vinvoy? Yeah, we already talked, we already we, talked about that. We did, yeah, we, yeah, we already spoke about that one. Oh, did Yeah, because it was, it was number uh, six on the uh, thing. Oh, it was. Yeah. 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 Never mind. It, I, think, uh, I think this is the next one you were going to talk about because it yeah. was... It, no, this, it just, uh, it, it reads a little different. It talks about some Florida Marlins pitchers and... Uh, Stuff so. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's that's my bad. My oh, bad. No, it's all good. You hey, you gonna get this one though? Because I think this is the next one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You uh, gotta forgive us, ladies and gentlemen. Again, we don't prepare beforehand. We just come down here and start going with it. We we're kind of prepared. Uh, halfway prepared. Yeah. Semi prepared. Uh. <laughs> Sammy. Last one. <laughs> last one. I think. Yeah, it's last one for yeah. today. Okay. Um. So we're gonna talk about Seven Sisters Inn in Ocala. Okay. Uh, one hotel in Florida that certainly does not hide its haunted reputation is the Seven Sisters Inn in Ocala, Florida. Right. They actively market themselves as the most haunted bed and breakfast in Florida. So they're so they're admitting it. Yeah. yeah. This, this place is haunted, guys. But you know. Yeah. Come on down, have bed and breakfast, and uh, you know, you possibly know, see the, some ghosts. The, the lady in white will sit with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing her red shoes. Yes. All right. Um. But rest assured, guests, that the spirits are all very benevolent and happy to welcome guests. There are said to be seven different spirits in the property, including the original residents, Emma and Ben Reinhar. Mm -hmm. The other ghosts include three playful children, a flirtatious male spirit named George, mm -hmm. and there doesn't seem to be a day that passes without someone experiencing some unexplained activity. Now, uh, I couldn't find an update to this, but it says as of June 27th of 2017. Now, this we're obviously in 2020 now, right. so it's been a few years. And I, like I said, I could not find an update whether this has been sold or not. But as of June 27th of 2017, Seven Sisters Inn is currently for sale. Okay, so chances uh, are that it's probably been bought since, unless it, it's still on the market due to... Uh, and due to spiritual activity, probably. Right. Um, I know you want to talk like because because you got like the original residence, which yeah. I'm assuming that when this was created, I'm assuming it wasn't created as an inn. I'm sure it wasn't created to be, you know, it's your probably it just probably wasn't created to be right. a bed and breakfast. Uh, but you know, the the playful children, which is always you know 
again. Uh, and then the flirtatious male spirit named George. Like, it's like, oh my God, like, I came to, like, like, like the lady goes, and it's like, um, I felt something like rubbing my leg in the, oh, that's just George. He's just a little playful. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about George. He's just a little playful. No, who the hell is George? Oh, don't worry. He's just a little. George isn't going to George isn't going to hurt, hurt you, I promise. Um, I know we said we wanted that to be the last one, but I was kind of like scheming through this one. And this one seemed interesting to me. Okay. Uh, it's, it's the, uh, it's the Combs house in, and I'm gonna butcher the name of this. I want to say it's that's in. Why we should have left the other one Apollo, at the end? Apollo Chicola. <laughs> I want to say that's how it's pronounced. Apollo Chicola, uh, in Florida. It says Excuse that the it says that the Combs House Inn was built in 1905 as a private residence. However, the house was heavily damaged in 1911 due to a fire, and both Mr. and Mrs. Combs died less than one month later. Oh, wow. Many say, many say of a broken heart at losing their beloved home. However, the house was restored. And converted into a hotel. Okay. Many believe that the Combs are still wandering around their former home. Many guests have been seen. I'm sorry. Many guests have, who have spent the night, have claimed to uh, hear, to hear in disembodied voices, and say that they claim to have be plagued with horrible, horrible nightmares of fires whenever they stay in spe- in specific rooms of the hotel. There have also been apparitions of the couple spotted around the hotel, and many guests say that it, they have trouble breathing whenever they go to certain areas, and it smells like fire smoke. It smells like smoke. Um, that's weird because, like, because we had previously talked about on I think another one of these ones where it would smell like smoke, and it would smell. What, or, or what it would be the it couple. was the cigar smoke. Yeah, you, you, you would smell cigar. Like for me, not you know, because I haven't had a cigarette. Or any form of tobacco whatsoever since May of 2018. Yeah, so almost so, two years. Almost two years. So yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself with that one. Um, but when I'm around it now, even if I'm just walking past somebody on the street who's smoking or they just got done smoking, it hits me and I literally get sick to my stomach. Like, man, I, I don't know how. How did I used to do that? And then I start to think, did everybody else do the same thing <laughs> when I smoked? Yes. So it's like. Because uh, when you, when you're around people that smoke or you yourself smoke, your sense of smell goes away for whatever reason. And right? It's like yeah. You, can, you, you become know. you become accustomed to it because it's part of you. Right. Um, and then when you, it, it's almost like cologne. Like yeah. you don't smell your own cologne. Right. Everybody else does. Right. Because you wear it. Yeah. You and, and you're just used to it. You know. Yep. And then there's some that you use become way too much. <laughs> you, you become what they call uh, nose blind. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> which is why the Febreze commercials are always so funny yeah. to me. Anyway. Uh, so, of the ones we talked about today, which did you find the, the most, most interesting? Um, I got to go back through and look at it and apologize. <laughs> um, you knew the question was coming. I knew coming. the question was coming, yes. Um, as far as like interesting in terms of like the, the, the Don Cesar Hotel, uh, that one, um, just because yeah. I've heard it before in the past previously, um, the let me go through here and find it. Again, ladies and gentlemen, not prepared. Uh, the lighthouse one is, is is a very interesting one. I was just say my um, two, it, it, for me it would be the uh, Saint Augustine Lighthouse and the Seven Sisters Inn. Right, those to me are the two, you know, most interesting. Right. Um, I do. I mean, the the the, the Vinvoy residence 
uh, that had all the big celebrities and presidents and things like that coming through. And the fact that it was, you know, the tricksters, you know, how they would like to play, you know, with their guests and stuff. And then, uh, the, what was the other one? I want to say that it was the uh, the Riddle. No, not the Riddle House. That was a different one. Uh, the one. There we go. This is the one. Uh, uh, Coral, Coral Gables. The Coral Gables uh, Billmore Hotel, uh, where Fat Walsh would just open the door, you know, and be almost as if he's like, I'm, I'm still, I'm gangsta. I still run this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So right. maybe that's his, you know, belief to it. You it's know? very possible. Um, so yeah, very, very, very interesting with that one. Yeah. Uh, so that being said though, I think this was a pretty interesting episode. We oh, have, definitely. Uh, I, I learned, you know, learned a lot. As always, when we do these, I, I do learn stuff. Uh, even though I'm not a believer in paranormal activity, Right. I do find it interesting. Right. And that's why and that's why it's so important that we continue to do it this way because you know, you believe in paranormal activity. I believe there is paranormal activity. You even mean though, I don't. You do. Right. You don't. I do. <laughs> um, what I mean by that is that is like what I'm saying. As long as we're able to keep the stories interesting and as long as we're able to have the understanding of, hey, this is just information that's presented to us, then well, we're cool. You see well, what I'm saying? And I think that's the, the effed up thing about a lot of people in this world is that Oh, you have to agree with everything. No, you don't. You can have a difference of opinion. You yeah. just agree to disagree and keep it pushing. Yeah. There ain't no point uh, and, in and arguing. And that's why, you know. th- that's why these episodes are so important uh, to me. Right. Is because we're, we're giving you, the listener, a, a, you know, the take from a believer and a non-believer, right? Uh, of paranormal activity. I don't want you guys to. Yeah, think you don't, that, let's not mix it into you know. Yeah, we, right. we, we're not going to talk religion. No, um, no. See, I, th- I think religion is one of those things that we, we you need to keep to yourself because well, now, religion granted, and politics. Yeah, I mean, if you if you, if you <laughs> choose to express them, go ahead. Um, if you choose not to express them, that's fine too. You know, I, it, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and be mad at Chip because he doesn't believe in paranormal activity. If he doesn't believe in paranormal activity, that's fine. It ain't. Right. Not, it, but but and he's not. And I'm sure. I hope he don't look at me weirdly for thinking that I think there, there's a ghost in this world. Um, he's looking at me sideways right now. Why? Well, I, I am. Tell. <laughs> yeah. But there is a possibility. So no, you I'm know. looking at you sideways. So you got something on in your beard. Oh man! Again. Yep. Yep. It's probably that roast beef I had earlier. Probably. Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen. Go check that. out Figgies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll try to get some money out of this damn thing. Okay. Right. All right, go ahead, Bo. Take With that home. being said, please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, support, sub- share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Yeah. Got a little tongue-tied there. Easy for you to say. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Instagram, TikTok. Make sure you uh, follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. And make sure you hit that bell to get, to get updated on our latest videos. I'm Chip Hazard. I stuttered myself. I'm Talon Williams. And, and this, this is Movement, Movement Radio. Radio.